Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young Hefe Holmes. So scary, won't let them bury me. Uh, That's why I keep my 30. I shoot like Gary. And boy, I'm getting money. I'm getting money. Uh-huh. Welcome back to Don V Fridays on a very special Merry Christmas episode. Uh this episode will be out before Christmas. And uh from 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 the family over here, Don V Fridays, we want to wish everybody Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Hanukkah, happy holidays. Uh, no drinking and driving people. Them boys gonna be out there very, very active. If you live, most people that listen to this live in Virginia. Y'all know what the fuck I'm talking about. If you live in Virginia and you know around Christmas time, them checkpoints, the boys gonna be out real active. So please, Uber, uh, have sober friends like me who don't drink. Take me with you. You know, shit like that. Don't don't catch no DUI on the holidays. That's the stupidest charge you can get. And it'll fuck your life up. Drift, how you living, my boy? Good, man. Just uh, just graduated, graduated college. Uh, going off that note of staying safe this holiday, you know, also COVID has been kind of going crazy recently. Uh, COVID put numbers up. Yeah, numbers up everywhere, it seems like. Uh, a lot of people I know have it. A lot of people in the media have it. Uh, so So stay safe. Um, you know, a lot of people like to hit bars around this time and, you know, just be careful. So, uh, I'm doing good, man, though. I'm, I'm excited to get back on the grind. It's been a couple weeks since we've gotten an episode going, but, uh, we got a lot to talk about. So let's get going. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, 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 let's put some respect on your name and graduating college is a, is a, is an achievement. Um, it go is, it's an achievement just like getting your driver's license, getting your high school diploma. Uh, getting married—it's one of those yeah. uh, one of those days you always gonna remember. Now I, I ain't go to college; I did graduate high school though. So it, it's one of those things where it's a it's a it's a you know how when you play Xbox and you get an achievement unlocked, like that's, <laughs> it's one of those shits. Unlocking <laughs> achievements, unlocking achievements. You out here unlocking life achievements. So hell yeah, thanks man. So so gotta put some respect on your name. A lot of people don't go to college. A lot of people go to community college and they look their nose down on the people they grew up with and they don't even get a community college degree. They don't even transfer to a real school. They go to community college for six months and talk shit and don't end right. up with nothing. So let's put some respect on Drift name for that. Um, yeah, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's been a while, but uh, I'm, I'm glad to have, have done it. Now moving on to the next step. I'm officially going down to Detroit, so... Uh, I know a couple people know I'm talking to you about it too, but I ended up getting the job down there and I'm going to be moving down to Detroit. So if anybody that listens, I know there's a couple, couple guys that listen to the podcast from, uh, from Michigan. So if anybody's ever around the Metro Detroit area, let me know. Um, sometimes there's bowl games there. If the Hokies are ever down there, let me know. We'll go to some, we'll go to some games, you know, maybe some Pistons, some Lions stuff, whatever. Yeah, man. Shout, hey, shout out, shout out. Um, Shouts to, to, to Lions. Shouts yeah. to Lions for beating the Cardinals this past weekend, too. The Lions no longer got the number one pick. That it, that belongs to Jacksonville, I believe. And yeah. uh, Lions doing some things. Detroit on the come up, right? Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that's fast. BMF, the show. I mean, shit, Detroit on top right now. Well, they ain't on top, but they they, they not on the bottom right now. They, they moving up. They moving up the power that's right Detroit is on top as long as they're not on the bottom. That's how it works. Right. <laughs> as long as they're not last, but as long as they're not last, let's jump right into this Virginia Tech, these Virginia Tech news and notes. Let's start with Braxton Burmeister 
entering the transfer portal, will not be playing in the bowl game like all the other transfer portal guys. He asked to play in the bowl game, but that's not how shit works. That's not how it works. That's not how it goes. And um, he enters the transfer portal. He was the starter this year. He started, I think, what, four games last year, five games. He, he got significant playing time. He has one year left eligibility. Um, he, he is one of yet a million players who will be leaving. Uh, good kid, tough kid. Um, was kind of ass as a passer, but, you know, above, we said it, above average athlete, below average passer. We wish him the best. Um, nope. I don't think he's a power five quarterback nowhere. But maybe G five or FCS, uh, he somebody take a shot at him. Uh, you know, take a kick the tire, see where he's at physically, because he was broke the fuck up physically. But what, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think it's. Uh, I think it was. I think it was coming a little bit. I think the new staff has a little bit of a different direction that they want to take the offense. You know, maybe they maybe they have somebody behind the scenes they're looking at, or they want to bring somebody else in, and maybe he felt like. Uh, if he would have stayed around, he would have gotten his job taken by somebody else because maybe the offense would have been different. So I understand his point of view of wanting to get out there and, and go to the transfer portal right now and see what's available because right now it's kind of the time where everybody's in the portal transferring and trying to find their spot. We see it with uh, Tavion Robinson too, who we're going to talk about in a little bit, but um, you know, it just kind of makes sense, but uh, you know, shout out to him. He, he took a ton of hits throughout the year uh, behind some, some bad offensive line play uh, he was making plays off script and and doing pretty much as much as he could to to help win us games. And, uh, you know, while he wasn't there, uh, you know, talented wise in terms of throwing the ball, he was still a playmaker in some aspects and helped us win some games. So I hope the best for him, but it's kind of expected on my terms. So what do you think, though? Yeah, I mean, pretty much he, he took he got physically wrecked. Um, sometimes the offensive line did let him down. Sometimes he just made some reckless ass decisions running the ball. Right. Uh, when when it's all said and done, and we look back ten years from now and we say, "Bro, Mike, I think everybody gonna say he was tough. He was a good soldier. He wasn't no superstar." Some people gonna get crazy and say superstar <laughs> and goat and all that shit. Right. But he was a tough kid. He was a good kid. He was he was pretty ass as a passer, but. Uh, yeah, he'll always be known as the guy that beat North Carolina. Um, yep, he'll always be known as the kid that beat North Carolina. He uh, he beat the number what was it, number nine, number nine team in the country, and he was the starting quarterback for that. And he might get Michael Brewer, where Michael Brewer kind of gets elevated because of that Ohio State win when he was kind of below average overall, but he was the starting quarterback on a team that beat somebody so. You know, they'll always remember him from that. And I mean, like I said, good kid, tough kid. We wish him the best. Yeah. I, I, he just he just wasn't no power five quarterback. I agree. I really I really want to see him in a different position, like a slot receiver position, just because I feel like he's so athletic. Uh he could totally play that position. Um, I don't know if we're gonna ever see it. I don't know if he's dead set on playing quarterback, but if you were to ever switch positions and play slot receiver, I would be very interested because he does I feel like he's got the size for it and the speed. So and the oh, Bill, if Bill Belichick get his hands on him, he might fuck around and be a 10-year <laughs> legend at receiver. Let Bill Belichick or Sean Payton, one of them coaches, NFL coaches, get their hands on him. Yeah, yeah. That's Turn nice. his whole life around. Yeah, so it'll be interesting uh, to see where he goes, you know, in terms of transferring and, uh, you know, maybe because, right. like you said, I don't think he's a Power 5 quarterback, so I don't really think he's going to go transfer to another Power 5 school to play quarterback. I don't really I mean because it, it's starting to settle in. And right. These quarterbacks, Bo Nix chose Oregon, Spencer Rattler chose South Carolina. These these transfer, that's another reason why he needed to get in the portal. No, you cannot play in the bowl game. You need to be working the phones right. to see where you can land because the dominoes are starting to fall in place and um the top power five quarterbacks are starting to land in power five locations so uh right it's best that braxton burmeister went and got the fuck right on uh luke tenuta declared um another loss on the offensive line another loss (laughs) another (laughs) loss 
We've been saying that all the, these past couple of weeks, loss after loss. Loss t- after loss. Um, there's gonna definitely as as the current stance, we'll get into coaching later, but as it currently stands, we don't have an offensive line coach. But as these transfer portal players continue to everything starts to shake out, we're gonna have to hit the portal heavy for offensive line because uh we're gonna be young as hell. Yep. up front next year on offense so i agree i think i think we covered the most recent transfers and things like you said tavion robinson did choose kentucky so shout outs to him congrats to him i think he can i think he i think he's cut out for sec ball he just needs a I quarterback agree. that's that's worth a shit uh i mean he put up numbers last year in our offense with you know one read quarterback play and Shitty quarterback play at times, and he still he still made something shake. So I think he I think he's cut out for SEC ball for real for real. I agree. He's kind of going into a good situation at Kentucky too because their offense uh, throws the ball a ton every single game. They throw dump offs like it's just it's constant throwing. They're cutting defenses up, and I think he's going to get a lot of a lot of targets and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of film for himself to to showcase his talent. So. I think he went into a good situation because, because honestly, in my opinion, I, I believe Kentucky's kind of on the come up in the SEC, and they were doing pretty well this year too until they got blown out by Georgia. But so did pretty much everybody yeah. else. So and they won nine games. Yeah, so he, he's going into a situation. And we facts. said last podcast two weeks ago that we won't take beyond close. We don't want him to go all the way out to Wyoming or something like. He's good enough to still be on the you know SEC ACC footprint. He can be close to us. Don't got to play us unless, you know, bowl game. Right. Um, And still put his numbers up and go pro. So shout out to Tavion Robinson. Come on, Dobby Friday. Jay's story. Big facts. Um, we'll get him down the road. We'll get him down the road when, uh, after he get, after he get his NFL bag with. <laughs> yeah, facts. Virginia Tech made a couple hires, a couple more hires for Brent Pryor and his staff. Uh, a little recap before we get into the most recent, the more importantly, the offensive staff. The defensive staff came in early. Of course, Brent Pryor was had his head coach. We know that. J.C. Pricer is retained, and he's basically the second in command. He's the underboss of the situation. He's the defensive line coach. So I guess that means Tierlink is out. Um, mm-hmm. I ain't heard nothing about him staying in any way, shape, or form. Chris Marv is the linebacker's coach, and basically – the defensive coordinator by name, but I don't think he'll be calling plays this year. He'll be more so help doing his thing with the linebackers and um, learning the ropes as a DC. Yeah. So I guess that means Jack Tyler is gone as linebackers coach. I haven't heard anything about him being retained. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, of course, because I can always be wrong. Uh, Derek Jones, the, uh, not DB's coach, but cornerbacks coach. So Ryan Smith is gone. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Ryan Smith. Uh, Facts. Cornerback play was solid this year, um, and his recruiting was solid this year. So yeah, he's going to Northwestern and pretty good situation over there too. They put out a couple DBs recently. Uh, you know, Newsom last year was a first round cornerback. So uh, he's going to a Big Ten school. He'll have a, he'll have opportunity to uh, help himself out. So I'm sure he'll, he's going to keep doing well. Yeah, it's Ryan Smith going from JMU, which was which is going to be FBS soon, but you know it was FCS when he was there, to Virginia Tech, you know to to Northwestern. He's building himself a nice resume. He ain't. I mean, even even when JMU was FCS, like the champions, you know they're like a top notch FCS. They ain't no, you know. Mm-hmm. So he he's building he's building a decent resume. So Ryan Smith, we'll definitely see him down the road. He might come back one day. So shout out to Ryan Smith. Uh, Pearson Prelude is the safeties coach. Obviously, he was a champion with the Saints. He played at Virginia Tech. Um, it, it, Ham, Ham is gone. That, that confirms Ham is. Jay Ham is out. Uh, shout out Justin Hamilton. His first year was rocky as hell. But it was a COVID year, and it was his first year. No, no, we know that we know the story. No mm-hmm. camps, no spring, no, you know, nothing. So we get it. And last year the defense was much improved, but 
it's the nature of the beast. We hired a defensive yeah. coach, so obviously he wants his own people in. Uh, he elevated Prelude, and um, and that you know we will see where Jay Ham goes down the road. Before we right. get into the offensive staff, uh, how you feeling the defensive staff so far? Uh, pretty good. The the only one I don't think we mentioned was Sean Quinn, and I'm pretty sure he's right. going under linebackers too. So, um. You know, I, I like the defensive staff as a whole. It's kind of a wait and see. There's a couple guys I'm not really sure about yet, um, but I like the direction they're going. It seems like there's a lot of focus on linebackers. Uh, you know, obviously, Pry coached linebackers at Penn State. Right. Um, Marv was coaching linebackers at Florida State, and now they're bringing in Quinn, who was a former head coach, to also coach linebackers. So a lot of focus right. on linebacker play, which I think is important in today's, uh, you know, college football landscape where you need two very solid linebackers that can cover, that can rush the passer, that can play the run. So um, right. I really and, want and not to cut yes. you off too, too, yeah, too hard to, to stay in that same, uh, to stay in that same topic. Uh, Price said year one, he wants to one he wants to run a four three. Right. So that means, you know, more linebackers on the field and wrote and rotating guys on and off the field. Obviously what today's, spread um we'll be subbing you know mm -hmm. often when we play these you know three wide teams three and four wide teams but i mean it's some teams in the acc that's very physical when we got out physical right so uh, right. base four three three linebackers on the field it's going to be a lot of emphasis on linebacker play like you were saying yeah no i think and i think that's going to change up kind of the defense that we we've always had a strong uh, backside secondary in our defense, but I think we really need to improve the, you know, the front seven. So uh, I'm excited to see kind of that focus down there, but, you know, I want to ask you real quick, what would you, how would you grade this staff hiring so far and what you've seen from the staff and these, you know, it's just this past couple of weeks. I can't put a letter grade. I can't put a letter grade on it. I can just put a, how I, you know, I, I guess a temperature check and, it's it's a 60 degree day it ain't you know i'm not i need a jacket but i'm not freezing to death and i ain't you know i'm not burning up either it's not the it ain't the it ain't the biggest names or or you know the most flashiest names as far as the defensive staff but um i don't hate the moves either so you know i'm i'm, I'm in the middle i'm still i'm still in wait and see mode as far as the defensive staff right um and then in terms of in terms of the offense, real quick, going going over on that side of the ball, uh, we we got Brad Brad Glenn as the uh, as the quarterbacks coach, um, right? And uh, he was at Georgia State, if I I believe. Yes. And right. I'm not I don't know a whole lot about him, but what are your what are your takes so far on on him? What I I mean about Brad Glenn is he had a he had a top forty offense at Georgia State now. That's G5 ball. So you got to take, you got to, you know, you got to take that for what it is. But to have a top 40 offense at Georgia State, I mean, who at Georgia State playing on Sundays? I always go back to who play on Sundays because that kind of determines, like, okay, so you doing it, you doing it against, you know, G5, but, you know, it ain't like Georgia State was over there loaded, you know, right. beating, punching down on people either. So that, that, that goal, that shows, um, He's able to put up the production with with what he has, uh, Brad Glenn. That also means Brad Cornelson will be coaching his final game uh, in a couple of days. So I wasn't – I don't hate Corn like, you know, a lot of Hokie fans may do. I think Corn was a uh, – I think he was scapegoated for a lot of shit by fans, not by Fuente. Fuente Fuente ride roll with corn. He never threw that man under the bus. But I think the fans, mm -hmm. I think fans, when they see the offense struggle, they they blame the OC. It's the OC fault. And sometimes it'd be a whole lot of other shit at uh at, at play. Um but corner be coaching his last game. I mean, pop a bottle. I'm not gonna crack because the motherfucker got fat. I mean, he's still responsible for the offense. His name is on it, so. In, in terms of current coaching his last game, do you think we're going to see anything just out of the box really weird from this last game from him? Like, do you think he's going to show anything to like help his help himself out, try and get a job somewhere else? Or do you think it's going to be the same, same thing as always? 
they got a saying, it's a thousand ways to skin a cat, it's a million ways to skin a cat, whatever. It's only so many different ways you can show a jet sweep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's only so many ways you can you can run all kinds of window dressing and motherfuckers is in motion and it looks good, but at the end of the day, it's still jet sweep and it's still called QB power. Right. Um, especially with especially with Blumberg starting. Uh but they said Bullock might get a series or two, but he don't expect no fancy shit with him either. So uh he corn might dress it up and make it look real pretty, but it's still jet sweep and it's still QB power. So Yep, I agree. And so, I think I, I think it's gonna corn, be though. definitely gonna be a tough game. We'll get into that when we preview that game. But um, you know, mm. offensive side of the ball though, we haven't really seen a, a ton of other hires. Um no. We did. We are. We are looking at Joe Rudolph, who is a possibility at offensive line. This was a tweet. This was a leak that came out from like multiple multiple sources talking about how Virginia Tech might be able to snag him from Wisconsin, um, and he's responsible for building those mega lines at Wisconsin. Um, and and this would be an absolute like rock star hire if we can get this. I mean, in this, in my opinion, this would be one of the best hires that Brent Pry has made. Uh, if he can pull this off. So what's kind of your take on being able to snag this? Do you think it's kind of in line with what the offense is going towards with these other hires? If we were able to pull Joe Rudolph um, from Wisconsin, he's going to bring, and Wisconsin is one of those teams, and I always talk about identity. With Babcock talked about identity too. Um you all every year, year in and year out, no matter who the Wisconsin coach is, it could be Barry Alvarez, whoever, it, it don't matter. All the way going back to, I go back to, I'm not as old as some of you motherfuckers might think. I'm older than my audience, but I'm not old as some of these motherfuckers. I go back to Ron Dane. I don't know nothing before that. <laughs> so, but Wisconsin, you know what they're going to do. They're going to have a, they're going to have a power run game. They might not always have the best quarterback play, but you know what you're getting from that offensive line. And they don't always get five-star left tackles and the best guards in the country. And the be- They develop their offensive lines. They get guys into their system, and you know what they're going to bring. They're going to they gonna get them big maulers, them big corn-fed white boys, and they're going to maul you. And, yep. And I, it would be a huge splash for Joe Rudolph. I mean, if we were to land Joe Rudolph, because that lets me know what type of mindset that Brent Pry is on, a physical, gritty, you know, punch you in the nose, bloody your nose type of offense, which I think it works with Blacksburg. It works with it works with the weather that we have typically. Um, yep. Up in the mountains, and, you know. Yeah, it, it, I, I, I think it would be a slam dunk, A-plus, higher and, and and rudolph got some recruits under his belt he got some elite recruits under his belt as well like he i know i talked about them getting the gritty offensive lineman and thing. he lands them too though so right he land he, he's he's responsible for landing some top recruits as well so that i'm definitely definitely got my fingers crossed for that because that that'd be a a big boy move we also uh, got Stu Holt as the special teams coach. That means Shabazz is gone. And we and today we hired Dwight Galt the fourth from ODU. Shout out seven five seven all day. Uh, so that means Hilgert and uh, Crosby and them motherfuckers is out of here. So yep, Brent Price kind of cleaning house. Uh, he's kind of cleaned house the a lot of the Fuente. Um, Regime has been told to pack their bags. Um, I can only imagine Jafar Williams and the wide receivers and all they, they should be the fuck up out of here too. I don't I don't see no scenario where Jafar is retained, but we shall see. Mm-hmm. We shall see. Um and Stu Holt is also tight ends coach if I'm not tripping. I might be tripping, but I think Stu Holt is special teams and tight ends. Yeah, so, he is. Uh, he's, so, he's done some done some good recruiting for tight ends over at Louisville as well. So, right. Uh, so, I, I'm liking I'm liking the moves. I'm not you know not Rudolph is is when I'm gonna be out here you know parading in the street. But I there's no parade in the street hire yet. But there's no you know burn down my house 
Paris either. You know, it's still, I'm still, you know, warm on everything. But uh, Joe Rudolph is when I'm going to be ready to start talking crazy out here. So. Yeah. What What do you think? Why do you think, why do you think he would be looking at Virginia Tech? Like if you're in his position, you're leaving a school with such an identity focused around, you know, offensive line play and we're going to run the football and then to, you know, dip out and go to Virginia Tech to do kind of the same thing. But over at Virginia Tech, you have to build that identity. Like, do you think that they're going to be able to pull him away from Wisconsin if you were in his position? Like, what do you think the upside would be for him? If he's ambitious, if he's an ambitious man, which a lot of these coaches are. A lot of these coaches are always looking at the next job, especially today. I think every coach you can put a hand in their pocket, they got a foot out of the door. So I think when it comes to Joe Rudolph, is he might be a product like, and I don't know what his name is in coaching circles and what ADs think of him, but they may think of the Wisconsin offensive line coach as part of the machine. Okay, you just okay, so, okay. You coach good offensive line at Wisconsin. Lottie got damn dog. Do it somewhere else. So maybe they need to see him build another offensive line. And who knows if he do the same at Virginia Tech, he'll get head coach consideration. Right. Easy, easy. It might not be you know Bama job, but if he was <laughs> to come to Virginia Tech and let's say in short order, two years, three years we have a top offensive line in the country or we're putting, we got NFL players on the offensive line. A job is going to open up, you know, maybe not a Bama, but, you know, a, a, a power five or Purdue or something opens up and say, hey, come back to the Midwest and get you a head coaching job. And so it, it damn sure probably wouldn't be money. I mean, Wisconsin ain't no poor school. Um, I don't know how much money they throw around, but you know, Wisconsin, maybe be making, Wisconsin might a be making a lateral. Yeah. He might be making. I mean, he might be making a lateral leap. I mean, a, a lateral move at best. But maybe he needs to, you know, get outside of Wisconsin to prove, hey, motherfucker, I can recruit and coach. So yeah, he would have the yeah. opportunity to do it quickly though, because you know, like we talked about earlier, with so many losses on the offensive line, there's a lot of room for for him to come in and make improvements and show it quickly. Like he can bring his guys and implement it right away, and we'll see results, like you said, as early as a year or two down the road. So um, it's right. not like he's coming into, like, an established program where everything is set, and then he has to make his, you know, make his impact. He can kind of do that right away. So I think it would be good for him to be able to show that. Uh, but like you said, it'll line himself up for something down the road, and he, he might not be here for too long, but it'll still be good for the program to have him while he's here. Yeah, and, and the best thing about it is all of the, all of the older players are leaving. So. He don't gotta, he don't gotta fix nobody for real. And and shout out Vance Vice. He was one of the few position coaches I liked. Same. But um he don't gotta fix anybody. He don't gotta, you know, undo anything. He can take these young players that we do still have, he can mold them in his image. And then whatever Wisconsin players he's recruiting, he can bring them in. And if anybody hits the portal, he can hit them up. So yeah, I, I would I would love to move, which means we're probably not going to get him because we don't talk about <laughs> him too long. But shout out to Joe Rudolph. Um, and and Wisconsin is they have a bowl game to play, so it's not like Wisconsin is not doing shit right now. So he's currently coaching somewhere. Right. Um, early signing day passed over over last week. Um, as of right now, and it was early signing day, so they're still movement that to be had this this isn't set in stone but as of right now virginia tech has the 31st ranked recruiting class according to 247 uh gunner given sign rashad pernell sign cam johnson sign benji gosnell sign brody meadows flipped from uva they pretty much headline they pretty much headline this class um i said on twitter that day it's not a class where uh, we will look back five years from now and be like, "Holy shit, that was the greatest class ever!" But I think it's a nice anchor class to turn that page. And for us to only, I mean, for us to have the thirty-first ranked class after a coaching change, uh, that lets Huge. you know how that lets you know how serious Brent Pry is because he had to come in and basically recruit what we already had. He had to come in and 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 tried to save the class. It could have, everybody could have jumped ship. 
you yeah. I've watched across um the other teams. Just look at Florida. Just look at Florida. It was uh, everybody. I mean, even Oklahoma. Like as soon as Lincoln Riley said, "I'm out," the top of that class said, "I'm out too." Mm-hmm. And and it's LSU and players moving all over the place. And I mean, Clemson has like the 25th class right now. I'm pretty sure Dabo got some some tricks up his sleeve to try to you know finesse something. But yeah, even even they lost Dale and Everett when. Uh... Right. Um, what's his when, name? When, Went when, to, when, yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah. Well, I'm drawing a blank too. I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank. Know you know what? He went to, he ended up, Dale never ended up going to Georgia. Uh, but yeah, I mean, other schools are losing a lot of players. And we talked about this before, but I was kind of expecting to lose people. Uh, but I, I thought we were going to lose more than we did. So it was a good job by the, yeah. by the, by the new staff to retain a lot of these guys. That's a good job by the staff. And to think, this is a Virginia Tech class that lost its three best recruits, in my humble opinion. We lost our three best recruits. We lost Ramon Brown to Maryland. We lost Alex Orgy to Michigan. And we lost uh, Simmons to, to Missouri. Um, these, this, this isn't according to 247. This is according to me. Uh, <laughs> uh, who I thought, because, you know, 247 got people ranked, and, you know, they like what they like, whatever. But I felt like we lost our three best players in the class. And we still had the 31st ranked class. So half yeah. of the 31st ranked class, because it ain't over with yet. Um of of the guys, of the guys that we have right now, um, if you were to pick one player that you would be excited to watch in the spring game, who would you pick? Um, I don't have the early signees list in front of me. I don't want to say somebody who's not going to be on campus by spring, but um I would love to see is it Farrell, Devin Farrell. I don't yeah. know if he's an early signee or not, but I, being what we have currently at quarterback, I know he played in the option and probably going to end up switching positions. Uh, I would love to see uh, what he got in, in uh, maybe not in the spring game, but you know, some spring practice footage. Um, I would love to see what he got in the spring scrimmage, whatever, whatever footage. Being that Fuente gone, we should get a lot more uh, coverage and a lot more. Uh, peeks behind the curtain and I would love to see what he got in pads uh yeah passing the ball catching the ball whatever yeah he uh he played in like one of the I think the biggest short uh conferences in like the metro Atlanta area um so there's a there's actually a ton of clips of him on uh under the radar highlights on YouTube so um you can kind of check him out over there. I watched a couple of his games just by watching like other players play against his team. So he's got some talent. I want to see him, see him as well. Uh, for me though, I think the guy I'm most excited for would probably be Cam Johnson. I, just like you, I don't know. I'm not for hundred percent sure if he, uh, if he's going to be an early enrollee or not, but uh cornerback from St. Francis Academy played against a lot of high level talent. Uh, St. Francis Academy is one of the best high school uh, teams in the country. So I just want to see his versatility. He's kind of a bigger corner uh, in terms of his height. So he's going to be able to match up well and play outside. So I'm excited to see him, but yeah, I, I agree. I think it's a pretty solid class. Yeah, it's a solid class. And we, and we pretty much covered this class almost from the first signee. I mean, the first commitment yeah, to today. To and, and I think every time somebody committed, we, we said, well, at least it's a big kid. Like if they, even if they weren't the highest ranked kid, we said, this kid has traits that you can't teach, which is height, speed, length, things like that. So, yeah, there's it's not only- the most star-studded class, but you got traits. I rather I'll take traits over just you know small, slow, and you know he's just somebody's son or somebody's brother. Right. No, give me give me something, give me some kind of traits, and I'm I'm always good. There's only there's only two players that are under six foot in this class, and it's Bryce Duke and uh, <clears throat> the kicker. So, and Bryce Duke yeah, was shout out Bryce Duke. Shout out Bryce Duke. All oh, Mitt. Shout yeah, out Bryce Duke. Facts, facts. He turned it up. Uh, his stat line is fucking crazy. Um, we'll see how he plays in Power Five, but we shall see. But if we if we ended up with baby Christian McCaffrey, I'm okay with I'll, that. <laughs> I, I'll, def- I'll definitely take it. Um, I'll definitely take it. So the people saying that Bryce Duke is better than Ramon Brown. Why? Relax. Why are we doing that? Relax. Chill. 
even if he is, like we was like, if you're gonna celebrate when we land a recruit, just keep that same gracefulness when he decides to flip. Like <laughs> they don't they don't make him people talk about oh Ramon was soft and ran from competition. No need to do all that. Just wish the kid the best. Yeah, you want them on your team, but you don't got to start shitting on kids uh, or pitting them against each other. Just rest, root for them both. Obviously, we want uh, we want Bryce to have a better career, but we ain't got to, you know, shit on Ramon. Right. He made a decision. He made a decision for himself and his family. So shout out to him. Yeah. No, no, I agree. Other- the only other, the only other interesting one that I want to talk about real quick is Benji Gosnell, the uh, the tight end, okay. the four star mm-hmm. tight end. He was committed to Ohio State for a little while. Um, I think he tore his ACL this past football season because in some of the pictures they did for the home visit, he had like a really really large cast around his uh, around his knee. So hopefully he's okay health wise, but um, he's absolutely massive 6'5", 240. Like he's gonna be playing tight end. Uh, we're gonna have a lot of support around our tight ends. So. He could be a pretty solid player down the road. Yeah, shout out, shout out, Benji Gosnell. Shout out. That was a huge. That was a huge get. That was definitely a huge get. Facts. Um, if he if he doesn't um contribute for us this year, you know, that's all well and good. It's all well and good. Get yourself right. We'll see you in twenty twenty three. Yep. And we got and we got tight end. We got tight ends. Uh, we got tight. We got tight ends. We got Drake. We got uh, Nick Gallo. I think Nick Gallo. Um, that's tight end. Isn't the it ain't it ain't uh cold red at tight end like like it is receiver and, and quarterback line, yeah. <laughs> and, and offensive and, line. Yeah. Tight end is the one where we got experience coming back. We got size coming back. So, but shout out to Benji. Yeah, uh, bright bright young one that has been in a year where um. There was no standout Hasman. There was really no standout Hasman. Uh, you know, it was it kind of came down to the final week. Yeah, the Hasman, the Hasman low key ain't what it was at one point. Uh, but what's your thoughts on Bryce Young before I go into my spiel? I guess I I think it was kind of Kenneth Walker's early on, um, and then I think because of how Michigan State has been playing and his like couple of mediocre games, he kind of like fizzled off a little bit and then Bryce Young came on at like the perfect time like right as Kenneth Walker was kind of taking a dip and then he comes on and then you combine that with the fact that Aiden Hutchinson's playing really well against Ohio State it's kind of the perfect storm I feel like for just another quarterback to win it but I don't know like you said I don't think the Heisman like when's the last time that we've had like a I feel like Lamar Jackson's Heisman year was like the last time where I thought the Heisman was really given to like the absolute best player. But I mean, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, Where like there was no, and a lot of people think that should have been Deshaun Watson's Heisman. Right. And and they're not crazy for thinking that, Uh, but Lamar definitely is a deserving Heisman. But to the people, it ain't, it, it, I'll listen to the argument. I'll definitely listen to the argument. Um, but when it comes to the Hasman, like there used to be like a mystique around the Hasman. Like if you won yeah. the Hasman trophy, if you won the Hasman trophy, that used to mean like that used to mean something like, okay, he won the Hasman. Like it, and winning the Hasman didn't even mean that she was gonna get drafted. Like nowadays, like it's a quarterback award. Like the Hasman's like the best quarterback <laughs> award. That's what it feels like, yeah. And now that even Kyler Murray wins the Hasman, he goes first round. Tim Tebow won the Hasman, went first round. But it, it used to be a time that you win the Hasman. That don't mean shit as far as your NFL career. That just means you won the you was the best player in college. And um, I think I heard this on Bomani Jones podcast where he said the Hasman was better when everything was more regional. And what he meant by that is a motherfucker would be a Heisman candidate and you wouldn't have seen him play until he got his one national game. His yep. a, a person was, I remember when it, back in 2007, Oregon had his quarterback, Dennis Dixon. And I would hear, I would watch a lot of college football and you would just hear and you would see highlights. Dennis Dixon, this crazy Heisman candidate from Oregon. And they played, I want to say, Arizona, Arizona Wildcats. 
and on a partially torn ACL, he was killing the Arizona, Arizona, killing them. They couldn't do shit with him. And I'm like, yo, this is probably the best player in the country. And then he fully tore his ACL like a play later, uh, like in a second quarter, third quarter. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what make used to make the Heisman lit. Now you kind of see everybody. Like there's this shit is on 50 channels. Everybody's playing. You seen Bryce Young play on a big day versus Miami the first week. Everybody see it. Everybody yeah. saw Kenneth Walker play. Everybody saw Aiden Hutchinson play. Now it's like no, it's no mystique around the players no more because we have an over. Uh, everybody knows the players. Yeah, it's everybody like, knows everybody. Yep. So like it was a treat being a kid in Virginia and oh Reggie Bush get the you get to see Reggie Bush play. So and he turned up, it meant something. Um, it, it's just what I just I just feel like we're kind of over, which is a good thing. You can see every game, that's great. But I feel like the Heisman took a hit once we got to see everybody, and now you see every practice, damn near. Now you see everybody's spring game, you see everything. So yeah, it takes already superstars coming into college too. <laughs> that that don't help. So right, I mean Bryce Young was already a superstar signing mega deals before he took his first snap. Um, yeah, so it takes the it takes the mystique off of them, even though they are star players. Do you think some kinda, of that? Do you think some of that has to do with like just growing up in general and watching football as like an adult versus watching as a child? No, because I, I, like I said, I'm old. When I when I was watching Dennis Dixon, I was twenty. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't a kid watching that. Funny. <laughs> I was. Like, I was grown. <laughs> Yeah, I I tell that story from the perspective as an adult. Now I was right, a young right. adult, but I was I was grown. Um, I mean there was no, there was social media, but it wasn't as you know impactful as it was today. So, but like I said, these these players, especially on the West Coast, somebody from the East Coast, these players are almost like folk heroes. Like, yeah. oh shit, that's the dude that was talking about. I read his name in the magazine. That's the kid <laughs> from you know such and such. You know shit like that. So. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe soon we can get. I mean, when's the last time we've had a West Coast guy like like all the way out in like California be a part of the top four for the Heisman? Because uh, Mariota was in Oregon, he won that bitch. I mean, yeah, and that was how long ago? Like, was it 2013, 2014? 2014. Oh, yeah, Jameis was 2013. Yeah, okay. I mean, that was that was a long time ago for like and a West Mario- Coast guy. And, and Mariota, um, and when Mariota did it, like. There was a mystique behind it. There, there, there was definitely like a mystique behind Mariota shit. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think it died when Christian McCaffrey didn't get it. Um, and Derrick Henry, I, I felt like Derrick Henry, he ran for 2,000 yards for Bama, but he ain't do no – I felt like Christian McCaffrey was doing some shit like you – like he was doing must-see TV shit. Like, yes, yeah. I felt like Christian McCaffrey was like, yo, like, because I felt like Christian McCaffrey was the last would have been Mystique Heisman because I remember hearing his name every week, like Christian McCaffrey, dude, this kid is killing it, whatever, whatever. And I was kind of like, man, let me see what the hype is about. And then I watched him play. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, he's he was an absolute fucking monster, bro. Oh, shit. He was wearing the number five for Stanford. And I was like, why this kid ain't famous? Why, you know, that's Eddie Mack's son. <laughs> and I'm like, yo, why is he as, as famous? I think Christian McCaffrey would have been the last mystique Hasman, for real, for real. And they, they took that from him. And that's I not agree. to say Derrick Henry didn't have the stats because he ran for 2,000 yards. But I think we looked at it as part of the Bama machine. You right. know, it was the Bama machine. You know, I'm pretty sure. Everybody on that goddamn team got drafted. Right. Whereas <laughs> he was out in Stanford just putting up numbers. And then you look at Stanford now him. afterwards, and it's like, okay, you know, right. Bam is still rolling, but Stanford fell off a cliff after Christian McCaffrey left. Uh, Bryce right. Love, Bryce Love was there for a little while. Bryce and he was, was he was cool for a before. minute. Yeah, the year before Bryce Love put up the stats. Yeah. And then the next year, Christian McCaffrey took it to another level. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, he had beat out Barry Sanders' son for that job. 
uh, Barry Sanders was a Barry Sanders Jr. was like a real high pick and ended up, you know, backing up Christian McCaffrey. So, right. But 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 shout out shout out to shout out to Chris shout out to Christian McCaffrey, man. Uh, I think the Hasman. I don't think the Hasman's dead enough, and I just think uh, I just think these kids are overexposed and by Hasman, we're kind of tired of them. There's no mystique anymore. That's the, that's 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 just my humble opinion. Yeah, we need somebody uh, to come out of nowhere and kind of recapture. We need us. somebody to come out of nowhere, and and they can't play for Bama. Yeah, <laughs> they can't play for Bama, man. That's we, we need somebody. I guess what we're saying is we need somebody from the West Coast to pop out. I mean, hey, we, with Lincoln Riley at USC, maybe we see somebody next year. Never know. Yeah, we need we need we need the West Coast to come back into college football. This shit is too regional right now. And mm-hmm. there's only one region dominating. Um, or even if Ohio State got a Hasman, like or Michigan got a Hasman, like we need we need this shit to get more spread out again, which NIL is helping. Speaking uh, of, you know, talking about Michigan, do you think there's a case to be made about Aiden Hutchinson being the best player in the country? Um, I'm gonna say I'm gonna humbly say no. I think he's I think he's the best defensive lineman in the country. But the last time I seen a defensive lineman and I legitimately thought he should have won a Hasman was in Dominican Sioux. And yeah, he didn't he even win that big. crazy. And he didn't even win it. Right. So I was kind of like, all right, that 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 set the tone that they, it'll never happen. Yeah. Um, no, I agree with that. And Dominican Sioux got robbed. And he, and he lost to a Bama running back. So it was like, when Sue mm-hmm. got robbed, it was kind of like, right. it is what it is. Because <laughs> he was crazy. Um, VT yeah. basketball, they beat St. Bonaventure, beat the shit out of St. Bonaventure. Yeah. Uh, the game was never in question. Uh, guards was hitting shots. Uh, motherfuckers was hitting shots. But they take us playing right now as we, uh, it's in halftime right yeah, now. Play, playing against Duke. Right now, playing against Duke. So, uh, we'll talk about the Duke game next week when we cover that. But a uh, good win against the Bonnies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Virginia, good when, win. When Virginia Tech shoots the ball well, I mean they they can probably beat anybody in the country. But when they All don't, right. when they are not on, they are terrible. Like yeah, Couture, Couture was in his Couture was in his bag. Storm Murphy was in his bag. Uh, shots was falling. It's always a good day when the shots is. It's always a good day yeah. when the shots is falling. If they can get hot going into ACC play, though, they can they can do some damage and be a very good team. Uh, they could definitely do some damage. I got the game on in front of me right now, but I kind of been like not focused on it, yeah. and I can't hear it. So I think we're winning winning at halftime right now. But we are. I yeah, got no, I got no proper context. I haven't really been as on the TV. We're up. We're up thirty six to thirty two. But yeah, just like you said, zero context on that. <laughs> right. Uh, I know we was getting our ass kicked early, but we we roared back. Um, we had a bit of some controversy last week. Um, I'm a troll, and <laughs> it, when you a troll at heart, I'm not one of them trolls. One of them weirdo trolls. I'm just a troll. I like to. I like to stir shit up. I like to keep it interesting, per se. And I wanted to put on a bit of a little bit of an award show to to kind of get off some slant, you know, get some get some slander going, but also get some give off some props too. And um, we over at TP3 um had a bit of an award ceremony, per se. It was all voting, it was all Twitter voting. This was voted on completely by the fans. I had no votes. Um, I also, I also said, give us the nominees. I asked the streets for the nominees. So, you know, when it came down to if he was nominated in some bad shit, like, come on, man, the streets nominated you, not me. This is this wasn't me getting off these uh, in agenda and all this other shit. But uh, <laughs> I felt like I felt like everything worked out. Uh, Joe Rogers won best Twitter account and rookie of the year. Yeah. Um, Big fat mayor of Don V Fridays, too. The mayor of shout Don out, V Fridays. Shout out Joe for being the that's only triple, fucking. That's a triple crown. Yeah. He Big won facts. mayor of Don V Fridays, rookie of the year of VT Twitter, according to me. <laughs> uh, according, to, according to this poll. 
and he won MVP of Hokie Twitter, best Twitter account, according to the streets. Now, when they do March Madness brackets and Joe Rogers, you're not on there, that's because that's mainstream shit. <laughs> so, <laughs> sometimes the best rapper don't get nominated for the Grammy. I never saw Gucci Mane nominated for a Grammy, but the streets know. So it be like that sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you can't worry about the mainstream. Sometimes winning in the underground is the is the key to success. So shout out to Joe Rogers, man. He's been killing shit lately. He has been. He has been. And and shout out to him, too. He's been a longtime supporter of the podcast. He's helped us out a long lot. Longtime supporter. Um, long time, long time supporter, long time uh, contributor. Yes. And, t- and TP3. Um, one of the OGs. From one TP1. of the OGs. Out, one of the OGs out here. And he was a bit of a COVID freshman. Um, I had to move the, um, the rookie of the year back to 2020 accounts because a lot of accounts started this year was trash. I'm going to just keep it all away. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of talent out there in the class of 2021. So we 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 opened it up to red shirt freshmen. Um had to. Had had to. Had to. But um I shout out to Joe Rogers, man. Shout yes, out to sir. Joe Rogers. Your friend uh Ox, I remember you said you don't know, for a while like that. He won worst Twitter account over Pete Morris. Uh he <laughs> you took 43% of the vote and Pete Morris took 42% of the vote. It was a competitive vote all the way around. That was a battle. That was a war. <laughs> that was a war. Um, I think once UVA fans got involved, it, it took Ox over the top over Pete Morris because only Virginia Tech fans dislike Pete Morris's Twitter usage. I don't think nobody hates Pete Morris personally. Right. Whereas Ox got personal the ox shit was personal with people. I didn't vote. All I did was put the poll. All I did was put the poll out. Well, even said, if even if you did vote, Twitter account. Even if you did vote, there was like fucking two thousand votes. Or yeah, more than that. I would have put, like... put it over the top either way, but I couldn't sway the people or nothing. I didn't even want to sway the people. All I did was put the shit out there. The ox <laughs> shit felt personal to me. <laughs> Yeah, I think the, that I think that was a little little personal. <laughs> the Pete Morris shit felt like he runs a shitty Twitter account, and yeah, he's just bad at resent, Twitter. People resent Pete for when he ran the main account and and things like that. Um, but but shout out to them both. I don't have any issues. People might not fuck with me, and that's fine. Uh, <laughs> everybody don't got to everybody don't got to like me. I don't mind being disliked. That's the difference between me and a lot of people. A lot of people want to be liked on Twitter. They want to be loved on Twitter. You know, everything like that. I, as long as you see my shit, I'm good. You don't got to like me. Because guess what? It's a lot of motherfuckers on Twitter I don't like. But I don't care if I'm disliked on Twitter. That's cool. You know, so I will... If people put me... I put myself up on most dislike Twitter, but I put the poll out. So I knew I wasn't going to win. But if somebody else put a poll out and put Don V shittiest Twitter account, worst person... <laughs> I win that bitch, and I'll wear that bitch with pride because that shit don't that shit ain't about nothing to me. Mm-hmm. Um, if I if I'm disliked, I'm doing something right. Is what funny. I was saying. Exactly. <laughs> Just tell me you don't like me. That's all I be caring about. Don't be off to the side saying the shit. Tell me I don't fuck with you. Good. <laughs> well, but yeah, it, it, it was, was kind of. It was a it solid. Was it was a solid poll, though. It was a lot of fun looking at it, though. I mean, that's one thing that I think you do really well is engaging the community all the time. We used to used to do that shit all the time over the uh, over the off season when there wasn't nothing to talk about. You you would just right. stir some shit up, talk about it, whatever, and then that's entertainment for a day. It's entertainment for the day. <laughs> Who could ever get mad at being entertained? I mean, all you motherfuckers not entertained. Yeah, free entertainment. How could you be mad? Ain't that what Maximus said? Ain't you motherfuckers entertained? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So okay. So some people, some people got smoked on the way. Like that's what happened in the Gladiator. Now ain't nobody dying. They just getting roasted online. Like, <laughs> oh man. Like yeah. Okay. All right. I my thing is this. I'll be the dickhead. I'll be the Joker. I'll be the chaotic person. And. We'll have fun for two, three days. Come on. 
Exactly. Nobody care about that shit. They be talking about Virginia Tech Twitter is toxic. No, it's not toxic. We just having fun. It's also Twitter, bro. If it's some, if it's a right. problem, just turn your phone off. Shut your red. phone off. Block whatever you have to block. Nobody making you. Nobody's forcing off. you. Nobody's making you read this ignorance. Um, even if you got block people, I don't block people. People talk shit to me <laughs> on that app every day. People talk shit. People talk shit to me on that app every day, or people talk shit about me on other apps every day. And I don't got nobody blocked. I ain't got nobody muted. Come talk shit to me. I'm going to either talk shit back or I'm going to ignore you. But whatever. You feel free. You can stay. You can follow me. You can stay followed to me. You can read all my tweets and take my tweets and put them on other message boards and say he's a stupid motherfucker. Whatever. Go ham. But I don't block. Man, I ain't got time for that shit. Block these motherfuckers for what? Don't nobody on the internet got no power over me. It ain't that deep. Mm-hmm. It never is. Can never be. It's a TP3 spot form and everything. Hey, come on, TP3. Come on, get your shit off your chest. Just know it might not be fun in there for you. But, yeah. Uh, We've had a couple of those, you know, a couple of the guys come in, get a little addicted to talking shit, and then uh, and then leave. You know, we know who you are. Shout out to you guys. Yeah, shout out. Hey, shout out to uh, John Deverson, a.k.a. I need this chat, bro. Shout out to him. Uh, <laughs> Bro is apparently some type of troll legend because uh he was in there talking crazy to people and um some type of body he was posing as a black person or he he was using a black person's uh image that he, this motherfucker had killed himself or some shit or got killed. He, he was a dead deceased person. He was a deceased person. Yeah, that was wow, that was that was that was brutal. I was not good. Twitter profile, and he was kind of talking in the they call that shit a black scent, but I don't I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, he was just using a more urban lingo in his in his in his approach. Whatever. He's a fucking goofy and a weirdo. Um, whatever. But that's the type of shit that goes on behind the scenes. That uh, okay, Hokies, I see you. But uh, <laughs> Patreon, we. <laughs> We tried it. We we about to get a Patreon popping. Um, we talked all that shit about you know communities and keeping shit interesting and entertaining. And uh, that's what we plan to do with the Patreon. The Patreon is gonna be lit. It's gonna be popping. If you if y'all know me, y'all know I'm always in my mind. How can I make things fun today? How can I continue yep. to level up the community? How can I continue to make it better? Um, I never. I never just say, okay, it's good, and I just leave it at that. I'm always trying to constantly evolve it, make it better. But how can we bring in new people? How can we bring in interesting people? How can we bring in fun people? Um, that's And that's what the Patreon is going to do. Every day, I'm going to be looking to improve, improve, improve. Uh, it's not up yet. But we are taking early applications, just DM me, DM Drift. We're taking early, you know, uh, input as what you want to see, what you want to hear, what do you want to get. The community is going to be a lot like TP3. If you do not know what TP3 is, DM me and ask, what is TP3 like? Because it's going to be just like that, but there's not going to be a, a limit. Right. It's not going to be no limit. It's uncapped. There's no 75-man roster. There's yep. no salary cap. So it's going to be just like that, but more people. Anybody knows how, how I do communities. We have fun first. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. It's, it's going I'm, I'm assuming, I'm expecting a lot of TP3 people to uh, transfer over. We'll still do the TP3 stuff, of course. Um, it's going to be rewards. We're going we're gonna to definitely get it. Definitely going to be benefits, rewards. It's going to be popping. What you got to add, Drew? Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm in the works of, of building it right now. Um, you know, this is for everybody else as, you know, as well for us to evolve the part, evolve the pro, evolve the podcast. You just can't talk uh, and make this more fun for everybody involved. So if you guys have ideas for what you want to see in tiers 
uh, or what you want us to bring to you, let us know. Um, we're brainstorming like the best way to do stuff. And, and we're kind of in the process of making the page and getting it all set up. So um, ideas, you know, throw them to us and, and we'll try to implement them the best as possible. But um, we're kind of getting to that stage now where we talked about this behind the scenes, but people are starting to like ask us kind of a lot if we have a Patreon. And now we're like, okay, like, because people really want it now we can give it to them and, and do it the right way. We didn't want to release this a long time ago when we didn't have like the basis to do it. So I, we're kind of to that point now where we we're, it's like, okay, we can do this. We can do it well. Uh, and it can, you know, provide a lot of value to the podcast. So um, it's going to be cool and just, you know, stay in touch with us. We're going to release probably a lot of information on Twitter about it. You'll see it all over the timeline. Uh, so hit us up and let us know what you think. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be great because it's a way for it's a way for me to invest back into the podcast. So, yes, that's that's the best way to I mean, the, the, when you want something to uh to to pay off dividends, you got to invest back into it. And um, that's that's what a Patreon would do without, you know going the goofy route and begging people for money directly because that's crazy yes (laughs) yes uh so it's like yo like if you want to see something improve and i would invest back into it um this was the first year of my life where um i've i've done youtube i've done podcasts and was able to cover every game was able to devote my time we covered every game the only week we missed was last week, and it's the off season. We didn't mm-hmm. miss one week, including bye week. We had two interviews on bye week. Um, yep. We covered. There was an episode every week um, during the season, and there's going to be an episode next week uh, before the bowl game. So that means for the first time in my um, content creation career, because I did YouTube too. We have covered every game, uh, all the recruiting, um, and signing day, which we did that today, all the way to a coach getting fired and the, the staff that got hired. We covered everything from rooter to the tutor, Virginia Tech football. So, um, yep, probably a round of applause for us, shit. yeah, for real. Also, real quick, just want to say, you know, keep adding the accolades onto each other. But since since football season, like officially started since uh, since August, we have dropped, including this episode, 20, uh, 21 episodes. Um, you know, that's a ton of episodes. We put it all together and uh, we've made a ton of strides in terms of our downloads and our subscribers and everything. I think I think we, we've done an absolute great job, especially you brought on a lot of really cool guests and kind of taking us to that next level. So it's been a blast and I think we're ready for the, uh, you know, for the next stage. Yeah. Yeah. We, de- we definitely leveled up. Um, we definitely, we definitely stepped it up. And I, I think, I think when you first came on, maybe the first two or three episodes, I think we had did a topic one time with Don V Fridays was the eighth best Virginia Tech podcast, according to some site <laughs> who knows, yeah. right? That was, I think that was like literally might have been the first episode or second. Yeah. I remember that. Eighth ranked podcast and, you know, the eighth ranked Virginia Tech podcast. There is no way in hell next year we're going to be the eighth ranked Virginia Tech podcast. I don't know what numbers they, they might have just used raw data, raw numbers, but there is no way we're the eighth ranked anything next year if anything we might be the eighth ranked college football podcast <laughs> <laughs> we there's like gonna be the eighth ranked vt podcast that that's shit facts. Is- yep that's facts that's facts we've really we've it really done a lot of good stuff then. Mm-hmm. for real for real but shout out to all the other ones though yeah facts we've we've done we've we've improved pretty much everything uh that we could have improved this year in terms of uh we started off recording on discord when i first came on and uh we lost we used to lose episodes we used to lose segments it was mm-hmm. a disaster and then we ended up switching over to zoom and the quality is now better um yep. 
it's easy to record. We added an intro song. We've done we've done a lot since since uh, since I first started, and it's been it's been really good. So we're just gonna keep yeah. getting better and better, and that's part of the Patreon is providing more content for everybody, uh, more fun, more engagement, and that's what we're all about. Right. Now, there's one thing I know how to do is engage. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Engage and keep shit and keep shit and keep shit and keep shit fun too, though. Um, and definitely keep shit fun. So, um, no, on that, on that note, we will see y'all next week. Yeah, we want to thank everybody. Uh, I want y'all to have a Merry Christmas, um, Happy Holidays, Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa. Um, it ain't gonna be cold, and it's not gonna be cold here in the seven five seven, like 60 degrees on Christmas. So, you know, be aware that it is pneumonia, it's pneumonia weather, and I say that. Dead serious. My sister, my my sister died, age thirty four, from pneumonia. Pneumonia is mm. a, pneumonia can kill you. Um, when people say this, that pneumonia weather, do not take that shit lightly. My sister was not, you know, sickly. On she was a normal person. She was just a regular. She was a regular, healthy girl and died of pneumonia. Had a, you know, like didn't know she had the shit. Just had a cough that lingered on. Died. They're age thirty four. The age I am right now. Damn. This was only three years ago. So this isn't uh I'm sorry about that. Damn. So, so when it's when it's when it's when it's weather like the, the 60 degree days, especially happens in Virginia a lot, we don't really get a real winter. We get hot days, warm days, and cold freezing days. So always be aware of the weather, always be aware of what you're wearing when you go outside. You know, you might think it's shorts day. And it's it's twenty degrees and, and wet and you know wet raining. So just be careful with these. The weather here is bipolar as hell. It could be warm. It could be cold. So yeah. always be aware of what you're wearing this time of year. That's the only big difference from my area versus yours. Like when it gets cold for me in Michigan, it is fucking cold for like five months. Like we don't get <laughs> we don't get any days where it's like. You don't know what's going on. Like you start putting on the jacket, it's jacket every day. Yeah, it's crazy here. It was like in the 70s last week. And then it got cold, like 50s, and then it got to like the 40s. And now it's going right back up at the end of the week. So yeah, it's too bipolar. Bipolar, bipolar Virginia weather. So that's it for Davi Fridays, man. We're gonna keep y'all posted on this Patreon. Uh we'll keep y'all posted on everything that's going on, of course. If not, you know, DM me. Um, know where to find DM us. Drift. Yeah, you know where to find us. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Till then, God bless.